Welcome to the ASC podcast, Cytopath Pod. Join special guests to highlight ASC activities in cytopathology education, advocacy, and research. My name is Vonda Torres, um, joining you again, um, continuing with our series Cytopathology Program Director Toolkit today with Dr. Isra Akhtar. We'll be sharing her experience with board review and assessment. Dr. Akhtar is a professor of pathology and laboratory medicine at the Lewis Katz School of Medicine at Temple University, where she is a cytopathologist and surgical pathologist with interest in breast gynecologic and pulmonary pathology, among others. She is also the Director of Surgical Pathology at Temple. Dr. Akhtar has served on committees of several national organizations, including being a member of the ASC Program Director Committee for four years. Um, Dr. Akhtar, it's an extreme pleasure to have you today. Thank you for going through this and take it away. Uh, thank you so much, Vonda, for the kind introduction. Hello, everyone, and Happy New Year. So I'll be sharing my experience with cytopathology board review. I have no conflicts of interest. Uh, so basically we'll be doing the, how to prepare the fellows for the board review. And we'll be discussing some last minute check items. So what we have to make sure that the fellows have a good knowledge in the cervical cancer screening, that's the GYN cytology non-gvine cytology, including the body fluids, FNA, lab management, and molecular slash cytogenetics. So in the cervical cancer screening, or even the anal cytology, we have to start from the processing. The fellows should know about the sample collection, preparation, automation, ancillary testing, because there can be questions based on these. Then obviously the Bethesda system and the terminology for reporting the cervical cytology, including the morphology of the normal reactive infectious and epithelial abnormalities. Uh, then we have the primary prevention of cervical cancer, the HPV vaccination, the HPV vaccination, the secondary prevention of the cervical cancer, which includes the current screening and management guidelines from the key organizations, but please make sure to you check the very latest guidelines because these keep on changing. From the ACS, USP, STF, ASCCP, ACOG, etc. And besides that, the HPV testing, what is recommended, what is recommended. And for the most recent guidelines, please check the ABP site also because the American Board of Pathology constantly updates the new uh, guidelines and the checklists. In the non-gvine cytology, which includes the body fluids and FNA, um, all the specimens from the body fluids, like the pleural, acidic, pericardial, uh, CSF, urine, about the procurement, processing, morphology, we should have a knowledge about that. And the fellows make sure the fellows know about the procurement, how the various pleural fluids, acidic and pericardial, how these are obtained and how long they should be kept in the refrigerator when they are ready to be processed. Uh, for the FNA, again, the sample collection, the techniques, indications, the processing, then the morphology of all the entities that are in the different body systems, ancillary studies, all the IHC molecular testing. 
for the specimen types, the direct smears, liquid-based preparations, what is needed and what is best in which, like in thyroid, whether you are doing the thin preps or the smears, cytospins, a um, knowledge about cell block, how the cell blocks are prepared, uh, core biopsies, then the crust squash preparations in neurocytology, and touch imprints of the core biopsies and gross specimen scrapes. We should, the fellow should be familiar with the stains, the air-dried, alcohol-fixed, papnacolo, and HME stain preparations. Uh, then a knowledge about all the international systems, like the Paris system for urinary cytology, uh, Bethesda for the thyroid, the Milan system for salivary gland, the international system for the serous fluid cytology. These are all the standardized cytopathology reporting systems for the breast, salivary gland, pancreatic or biliary, and other systems. So the fellows should be well-versed in these two. So what is new in molecular and translocations? Especially I stressed on the translocation because these are really scoring points. So translocation should be on the tip of your tongue. Uh, for the books and resources, the recommended books is usually the CBUS. Now we have the fifth edition. DMA, etc. sometimes the baby DMA just for the jump start in the beginning. The board review courses, um, if the department can afford board review courses, these are always very good. Uh, the faculty participation in board review in some, in some programs, the faculty actively participates in the RISE review and the board review, which is very beneficial for the fellows. And there's going to be a new crash course in April 2023 offered by the ASC. I think Dr. Chris Vandenberg is doing that. And uh, regarding the PEC, I hope all the fellows are enrolled in the PEC exam. This is really beneficial for the fellows and it gives them a practice, like a, it's a kind of a mini board scenario. And besides, it also helps us to evaluate the fellows and we can see in which discipline the fellow is a little bit deficient and we can work with the fellow on that particular topic. And there's been, there's been an article by Diane Davy which shows that the fellow, pro, uh, the fellow performance in the PEC exam, it correlates with the, the board exam uh, results. Uh, social media always helps. There are some tags like Cytopath, Cytofellow, Cytopulse, and the fellows can learn sometimes if they are bored, they can go to the Twitter and they can go to these sites and see some new information. They can, there are some sample questions here, like um, how the, um, the, the GYN questions will be something like this. These changes are seen on a liquid-based preparation from the 21-year-old woman. And the most appropriate interpretation is then we have a list of the answers. So they will pick up from this. The non-GVine cytology will be something like this. There's, an, uh, there's a slide of a small cell carcinoma and we have to choose the right answer. Uh, so if we know the bugs, translocations, ancillary tests, these are very scoring questions and it's always a good idea to go over them. You remember it once, you will remember it for your lifetime and hence get right answer. Uh, lab management, the fellows always find very difficult, but there is a very good article by Dr. Nair and in ASC in the JASP journal. And the, please uh, tell your fellows to go over this before the board exam. And it's a very good um, uh, review on the, call, on the QA safety, federal laws, 
and um, everything included in the lab management. So it's a must-read article for the trainees. And finally, we should know the APP uh, cytopathology site. This is the link to the site. And if we go to the link, we will find the cytology uh, board uh, review blueprint. It gives us an idea, the fellows an idea what all they should cover. It's a very good, broad, expanded checklist of all the items that will be asked in the exam. And uh, they can just make a checklist before the exam if they have uh, uh, covered all these topics. And finally, the board exam, it's a one-day exam. 220 questions um, are there. And virtual microscopy, there are 70 questions. And uh, that is basically all you have to cover. Be ready and best wishes to the fellows uh, for the exam. And uh, this is the reference here. Thank you. That was a comprehensive review of everything that, you know, the high points of everything that we should know for getting our um, trainees prepared for their um, boards and assessments. But, you know, I have a question for you. Um, sure. How do you, how do you guys assess your fellows um, at Temple? Do you, you know, I assume that you, you guys do the PEC. Are there any other things or do you go off of that? Wanda and Temple, right now we don't have a cytology fellow, but um, like when I was the program director in Jackson, uh, that time we assessed by the PEC exam mostly. And it really gave us a very good idea about the fellow's performance. Uh, so these series of three tests, so we would see what the baseline level of the fellow is. And by the second exam, we would get an idea how the fellow is doing and what are the deficiencies. So based on that, I would work more harder on like if the fellow was weak in um, the gene cytology or the management guidelines. So that gives us a great idea about uh, the fellow performance and how she's going to or he's going to perform in the exam. And then it was a good predictor of the result also. And it was seen that um, like I had done a small study of nine years, like uh, the PEC exam results and the and the board results. Uh, so th these fellows who did really good in PEC exam, they had a, uh, they were they passed the cyto board exam. Yeah, I think those are great points, especially with the PEC. I, I know that we do that here um, at Massachusetts General Hospital um, as well, and I, I think that it makes it um, it's definitely helpful because you're able to see the progress that the fellows have been having and maybe target some areas if you see that there hasn't been progress over time because they do take a pre-assessment then one in the middle of their fellowship and then one towards the end. So it is helpful for that. Um, and you know, so, some places may utilize things like mock tests, like if there's slide sets that people could go through, that may be another, another way that people can utilize things that, or resources that they may have more on hand as well. Right. Um, I think you touched on another important point in that, you know, some places um, may have um, a lot of one specimen type or one preparation type, for instance, some places may have gone towards having more liquid based preparations, but as you outlined, you know, the, the test actually goes over different stain preps. So that's one thing that we should also emphasize to our trainees that, 
you know, you may see these in different preps. So if you're not used to seeing diff quicks, if you're not used to seeing just conventional smears in general, it may be um, good for them to get more experience for that, not just for the tests, but just for practice in general when they go into practice. Right, yeah. Um, and um, then I would make the fellows like, um, basically we had only diff quick and um, um, pap, like most of the labs have, but uh, we sometimes would use HNE also, like some of the air dried smears. Right. I would uh, rehydrate them and do HNE stain on them. And so that sometimes the exam questions are in HNE. So they may get totally lost when they have the right. in front of them. <laughs> yeah. So for um, institutions where maybe they don't see a lot of conventional smears or vice versa, if they don't see a lot of liquid based smears, uh, liquid based preps, it may be good to rate, retain maybe like study sets um, yeah. highlighting those different preparations or prepare other ones in conjunction with um, cases that you're getting. Um, Absolutely. I think that is a great idea to make a study sets. And Wanda, this really helped me in the breast cytology because now you know <laughs> we don't have breast cytology that robust. And the slides that we had in the lab were usually like from the early 2000s or in 1990s. Even those are so such shriveled ones. But still, at least these are very good for uh, teaching the fellows. Exactly. Even for, I mean, you bring up a great point, not just specimen um, preparation type, but just specimen type in general, like breast. I, I think a lot of us are experiencing that where we're getting a lot less of, say, breast in general. I would say, you know, for us, renal too, we don't get much of anymore. Yeah. Um, so, you know, for things like that, it may be good to have ways that they can supplement their education as well, either through uh, maintaining study sets. We've started digitizing a lot of um, our study sets um, as well. So it's a, it's a nice way that either the fellows or residents or anybody coming through can have, you know, easy access to these cases and really, you know, have access to good teaching materials. So that's a great point too. Uh, and also about the procurement of the specimens like the Plural fluids, because sometimes the questions are like, what is the Sakomano technique and things like this, which we never <laughs> read, and who would read about sputum, things like that. Um, those are also very important. And like uh, the fluid, if it comes late on a Friday afternoon, what are you going to do with it? These kind of tricky questions. Right. Those secondary, a lot of the secondary questions that we may not think about, but <laughs> tend to pop up on the examination. Yeah. And just quickly go over like uh, how the pap is done because they may ask about the orangey stain, how long you put the slide in there, stuff like that, uh, like these tricky things. So that's why I included the specimen processing in like the first thing in the gene cytology and the non-gene cytology. Perfect. Are, and you know, I was just wondering too, are there any texts that, I think you had gone through some of them, but what are the texts that you refer, refer your, um, or just, your trainees in general to, um, I know like for me, I like the CBIS cytology diagnostic principles and clinical correlates book. And I think maybe you had mentioned that on one of your slides, but um, any resource like text resources that you like to uh, refer people to? Basically uh, like first thing, uh, so once they come tell them to read CBIS cover to cover, that is a must before <laughs> doing anything. And then for the lab management, Dr. Nair's paper is very helpful. It's really uh, very helpful. And besides that here at Temple, 
uh, we um, give them board review courses. Actually, I did one last year for uh, the Philadelphia Society of Pathology. So oh, there were a lot of attendees uh, for the cytology board review course. Uh, so we do that. And for the resources for the residents and the fellows, fellows especially, the um, basically CBUS and um, there was one book, um, uh, I think it was, I don't remember the name, uh, uh, not Holiday. Holiday is more like a, um, like a cytologist kind of, but it's not yeah. for the fellows. Um, I think Seabus would, I would recommend. And then the new book, Ace, uh, Ace the Boards for Cytology. Right, right. That's a new edition and actually I've gone over it. It's pretty good. Yeah, I think if they go through those resources, that really covers a lot of the material actually. Um, the other thing too, actually, you know, I'm looking at my book, my textbooks right now that I have in my office. I actually also um, like the DeMay um, Atlas, which, you know, of course there's a lot of text in there, but yeah. there's great images that I think are pretty easy for trainees to re relatively yeah, easy yeah. for them to skim through and just see nice examples of those images. It's pretty inclusive of things as well. Yeah, you're absolutely right. Like, that's also what I tell them, like, go over the images one time, the entire book, uh, so that it stays in the mind. And the right, bugs, right. Um, bugs are really scoring. Um, so they have to memorize all the bugs, which is budding, which is not budding, <laughs> which is septated, which is not septated, uh, things like this. You know, these, uh, at the last minute, at the time of exam, you tend to forget this. Oh, it's coccidoides, budding, budding yeast or non-budding. So things like that can confuse you at the last minute. Right, no, that's a fantastic point too. I mean, as cytopathologists, we really are generalists. So we have to cover such a wide array of different things. So yeah, they shouldn't forget, the, you know, micro is a big component of cytology as well. So <laughs> I have to remember which ones are septated, which ones are budding, yeah. <laughs> things like and then, that. Uh, make a table for the translocations and the, um, for the ancillary testing and translocations. That also is very helpful. Right, right. A great way to refer to different things. You know, I, I thought also interesting, um, you brought up that you guys do a board review um, with other attendings there. Could you go over that a little bit? I think that might be of interest. Yeah, sure. Uh, so here we cover different topics and um, uh, just before the boards all this, so like I'm doing um, all the fluids, um, pulmonary breast cytology, and uh, CSF, all the body fluids, basically in pulmonary breast. And then the other, other attending um, will do a GU review and the other one will do a GI review. So it's kind of covering all the different aspects and um, kind of gives a jump start to the residence fellow. We don't have fellows here right now. We'll be starting a program from next year, 24, hopefully. So, but for now it's the residence and they found it very helpful. Perfect. Yeah, that sounds like it would be very helpful for them to have like a review before their boards, whether it's residents or fellows, either way. Um, that could be an option for programs to give, like for, you know, talking about fellows, you know, having a little review before, um, it, whether it's PowerPoint or with images or slide reviews, those could be good ways of making sure that they they are able to have their eyes on a number of different things and just review and the most you know, high idea. Like, and especially now I find uh, the uh, recommendations for the GVA and PAPT is very challenging because it keeps on changing. 
And the right. still has the 2019 guidelines. So it's right. updated now. So one thing we have to be careful and um, let the fellows also know the guidelines are a little bit off in there. And um, I did a PowerPoint like kind of a expanded covering the entire cytology for the Philadelphia Association of Pathology. So the fellows found that useful. Well, awesome. This was a great session. Um, I think that you were able to relay a lot of really important points. Um, and, you know, we'll have your um, PowerPoint available um, in addition to this recording for our listeners um, to be able to refer to and to also have these references as well. Thank you so much, Wanda. Thanks, Jamie. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for listening to CytopathPod. You can reach ASC on Twitter at Cytopathology or via email at asc at cytopathology.org.